Okay, hey, what's up? It's the Man Fuse Podcast. I am back. I'm Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, your host, my co-host, real estate man, Ben H. What up? Hear this list. It's our proclamation. The proclamation situation. A manifesto. A manifesto. A manifesto. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And I labeled this series, Hear This, because all the synonyms for manifesto basically it was saying the action of it all was hear this that was the thesaurus search we were trying to figure out a name for this list of beautiful beautiful soliloquies (laughs) (laughs) you know and the reason we're kind of knocking down this list is because i thought it's a good reminder i think it's stuff we all know yes most of us level-headed thinking people, people who are your, common, your common sense. sense, salt of the earth. We're the folks out there making it happen. We're right. out there getting it done. We know what it is, but we need the reminder. These things are supposed to be reminders, reminding you of things that you already know. The truth is, it's amazing how many things we know just by being. Our bodies and our brains are so intelligent. It's unbelievable. Right. You can literally ask yourself a question and hear a response. That's right. Did you know? That? I mean, and you can pretty much answer any question you have immediately. Have you ever thought about that? Well, your gut, your instinct That's what comes I mean. in, and then your and then your filing cabinet in your brain. It's yeah. like you know, going through the rolodex of information that you've consumed or it's been beaten into your brain. We'll just kick it off with um, nothing is given freely, and we can expand on any of these items. Okay, which nothing is given freely. You have to work for what you want in life. Unless you're a spoon-fed rich asshole whose parents gave them everything. But then again, you might be rich in dollars, but you're probably poor in other areas in your life. Yeah, I had a really interesting perspective on something like this recently. My, um, my friend and business partner has a charity in Africa. And he just adopted a kid that's been a part of his charity for 20 years. The kid's 22 years old now. It's in Uganda. And so he just got here. It took years to get him. Do I know this person? No, you've never met him before. Oh, wow. Um, So had they met before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's been going there to his charity, building this charity building in Uganda. That's amazing. He's a very wealthy guy. and He's been using his wealth to build a orphanage, which allows kids without parents or who have parents, but whose parents are incredibly impoverished, which people are in Uganda, to come and be there and get an education and they get fed and so forth. And by the way, that's everything there. So I was talking to Danson, his name is Danson, and the name of the charity is All for One, the All for One Foundation. Danson, I had in my truck the other day because he was helping me do something on a house we're renovating together. Awesome. We were hauling some things. I was talking to him and he said, just gave me such a perspective on kind of what you're saying, because he said, everyone in my country, 95, 99% of the people in my country work for food to eat and a place to sleep. And most of them don't have a home. So when we're talking about a place to sleep, we're talking about a place to sleep for the night. Night. Tonight, tomorrow you wake up, you're out. No guarantee you're going to have a spot when you get back. Nope. It's just tonight. And the same with food. And I said, well, what do you eat? And he said, most of what we eat, he said about 80 to 90% of our diet is this, I forget what he called it, but he said it's a paste. 
that has no nutritional value. It just fills your stomach. It's like concrete. So you're not hungry. So you're working for paste and a place to sleep. And that place to sleep might not be a pillow top mattress. Right. It isn't. And if you don't, you're going to die of starvation. And many people die of starvation. And you're exposed to sleeping in the elements. Mm. And in Uganda, I don't have their list of dangerous animals, but I'm sure there's a whole host of them. You just can't imagine. Such a large part of the world is living this way. When I talked to him, I said, how did you, in that situation, make the decisions that led you here? Because, bro, he's the son of a very wealthy man now, legally. He's going to college. You know, he just got here. And he's got a pretty bright future ahead of him. And he's a really smart kid. And he's super grateful. I mean, this is not a kid that's going to get into trouble. You know what I'm saying? Right. This isn't an arrogant... This is someone who is grateful for everything he's got. Dude, we were at the Italian restaurant the other day eating lunch. And you know what he ordered? He ordered French fries. Everybody's ordering like a slice and a salad. No, I'll get this sandwich and I'll get that sandwich. He didn't go for the He just ordered French turf. fries. And he ate maybe 10 French fries and then took the rest in a to-go box. Whole different mindset, bro, about food, about life, about everything. And I said, how did you make the decisions that led you to here? And he had an answer for me. He said, what I learned is that you have to accept your losses. You have to accept when you've lost, and then you can move forward. He said most of the people who never made it out, you know, obviously none of them did the way he did, but most of the people that died and did really badly would never admit that they were doing the wrong thing. Gotcha. They were always a victim of something else, and they continued to do the same thing. Right. Versus just saying, what I'm doing is not working. What can I do that will work better for me? And he said, that's when I realized I needed to go back to the orphanage because there was a part of his life where he had gotten too old to be there. So he kind of had to go back to work there. Gotcha. When you said that, it reminded me because although nothing is free, we have opportunity here in this country in a way that almost is free compared to someone in that situation who still has to work, still has to do things. I agree with what you're saying. And yet at the same time, we have this platform and we've always had it, this unbelievable platform where no questions. I'm a real estate broker. Okay. Real estate commission on average, five to 6%. Okay. I'm going to pick up half of it, two and a half to 3%, right? That's a standard deal. Okay. So if I went and sold a hundred million dollars of the real estate, I could make two and a half to $3 million. The average home price around here is like seven or 800 grand. So that's like 120 houses. I'm just saying, you can sit yeah. there and do that math. And, and it's achievable. And it's real. It's real. You could literally go do that within a year or two. Anyone could. But the opportunity that sits in a place like Uganda, where you are working for your place to sleep. Everything's that already night. taken. Every opportunity's already soaked up. There's no more opportunity. There's no nothing. There's no food. There's no place for you to live. The only way to do anything is get out of Uganda. Which you can't, because you got no money said do you guys have mcdonald's and kfc there he said yeah but that's only for rich people that's fine dining he said that he and other kids would get opportunities to work parties for rich people to like cater like be servers and stuff and he said they didn't get paid to do it allowed to eat the scraps 
Can you imagine? And that was like an incredible gig because it meant you ate good food with like actual nutritional value that day. Right. And even if it had five bites out of it. Oh, my God. When you're hungry. It's a piece of bread or a piece of meat. When you're starving, oh, yeah, it won't matter. You've seen homeless people dig in through trash cans all the yeah. time, and they'll eat whatever. Oh, look, in America, we waste so much food anyway. We're like, oh. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. We waste so much of everything, man. Right. And actually, the gentleman I'm talking about has a saying, and he says, I would rather give $100,000 to an African child and get them American citizenship because it'll change the whole trajectory of their life and their and their future than I would give a nickel to some entitled American who thinks they deserve everything and well, aren't willing to work for anything. Which brings me to number two. You aren't owed anything. No, man, you're not owed anything. You're not even owed your time on this earth. Not from someone other than yourself. Well, honestly, you owe it to yourself. Well, right, but you weren't owed the gift of life. Right. That was, some would call it, God's God's hand. Some would call it, it was dumb fuck luck. There's a really simple way of looking at this, because we all know about miscarriages and abortions and all kinds of things that happen which prevent people from being born. Think of all the people that were never born. Oh, yeah. Or that died at birth. Just based on that, it's anomalous. Yeah. It's like 10 to 1 or something that you're alive. My wife had a miscarriage. You know? With our third. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. But then we had our third. Right. We owe it to ourselves to do something. To make an impact. With our lives. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not owed anything from someone else. Nope. We're not owed anything by society. We're not owed anything by the government. If anything... God has given us a platform in America from which to do anything we want with our lives. No, you're not owed anything. You're not owed that raise. If you want something, especially in America, you've got to play the game and you've got to create value right. and get rewarded for it. I would say it like this. You're owed it if you earn it. If you earn it, then you're owed it. That's right. it. But we're talking about this whole wake up in the morning and, you know, People are like, well, I'm owed this. Life owes me this. You know, no, life doesn't owe you anything and you aren't owed That's right. anything. You're not owed any certain result from anything you do. You could put in 20 hours driving a buyer around mm. aimlessly all over Atlanta Absolutely. to try to find them a home. Happens all the time. And while you have put in the time compared to other deals. But if you haven't closed the deal, you're not owed anything. That's, I think, largely where I think faith comes in. You know, you have to have faith that if you do the right thing and you do right by people and you provide a good service and you provide value to the marketplace, that the marketplace itself will respond. Will thank you in the way of money. Business. Yeah. Someone told me, my stepfather-in-law told me, he said, Ben, there's always room for somebody looking to do a good enough job. There's always room for somebody who's going to do a good job. Absolutely. It. it doesn't matter what you say, what industry you go to. If you go in there and you do a good job, in the United States of America at least, I don't really know about I other I mean, countries. I would say that most countries that aren't third world 
most democratic big cities. That would stand true. Yeah, I mean, there's always routes, but so many of them are criminal. You know, so much of the opportunity is stolen in this world by governments, yeah. by power structures. Right. You know, of course. I mean, look at North Korea. Well, yeah. I what mean. what opportunity does someone have there other than just to stay alive? Right. Unless you are in you the know? upper rankings of that dictator. But even then, and you even could be still, executed for the wrong decision, for the wrong yeah, word. I don't know for, if that's better or worse. I don't know either. <laughs> so brings me to my next one. This is supposed to be hard. This is supposed to be hard. Yeah. Nothing is easy. I mean, life isn't easy on a whole, but anything that you set out to do, anything that you set out to build, you're going to hit speed bumps. The chances of you having this easy road from point A to point B, from where you are now to where you want to be, it isn't going to be easy. No. It's, it's supposed to be hard. It's always hard, dude. It's the way of the universe. It's, there are universal laws that exist. These are laws that aren't written by man. Right, but nothing that comes easy is ever really worth anything. Anything. No. It's going through the shit, going through a sewer of shit and breaking out of Shawshank <laughs> prison and getting to the other side. Definitely a metaphor, man. I mean, one of the toughest parts of any type of endeavor in life. It could be relationship. Yeah, it could be a relationship endeavor. I mean, it's really all relationship based if you think about it. Yep. But ultimately, if you want a friend, you have to be a friend. It's about you have to put yourself out there. You have to be that which you desire. You have to assume the role, basically. I saw Ed Milet speak one time. He said that there's a silent conversation that's happening in humanity and that regardless of what we're saying to each other, when you're face-to-face -face with another person, whether you're rich and they're poor or vice versa or whatever the power dynamic or relationship may be, what people are saying to each other is help me. Help me do something. Help me become someone. Help me get somewhere. Help me achieve something. Help me. Move this furniture. Whatever it might be. <laughs> so if you can put yourself in that position to seek out with all of your endeavors, how can I help this person? How can I be of assistance to them? Right. What can I do? I'm willing to I'm willing to extend myself first. I'm willing to look for the way that I can yeah. add value to this situation. Right. And that's ultimately how you earn is by helping others earn a relationship, earn money, earn trust, friendship. This one's huge. And I would say this one to me accounts for Every bit of success that you've had to this point, every little success, every little achievement, and that is the only way to fail is to stop showing up. The only way to fail is to quit. Yeah. Have you ever heard or read Steve Martin's book called Born Standing Up? I'm talking about no. the actor. Fascinating. In his book which I listened to the audiobook he narrates. I've always been a big fan of Steve Martin. Legendary. If I have the story right, I moved out to L.A., was trying to make it, was trying to make it. Had It wasn't happening for him. Right. He said to himself, I quit. I'm yeah. done. 
He was walking to his car. Now, I'm shortening this very long right. road he was on. Yeah. Because he had made, like, a commitment to himself that if I have not made it by the time I'm, like, 27 or right. I'm not this, I'm done. Yeah. Because at some point, most people are going to go, I got to cut my losses. Right. It's not happening. Right. And he literally was going to his car to leave L.A. Yeah. And as he was getting into his car... Somebody stopped him uh-huh. out of the blue, and it was like a producer or a director casted him. Heard this also pertains to acting because acting, just like in real estate and voiceover, every time you go in for an audition, mm-hmm. every time you go in for a real estate listing, it gets really depressing after a while when you get turned down. No, 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 no. And in acting and in voiceover, a lot of times you don't even get the no. Right. No one calls you. Yeah. And you're just going, no one tells you what you're doing wrong. Right. Maybe it was Harrison Ford. With so many people on the bus to make it in Hollywood. Yeah. The only way to win is by never getting off the bus. Yeah. The only way you fail is if you stop showing up. As long as you're doing what you believe you should be doing. You know, I do believe you have to be self-aware. If you're not making the kind of money you want to, maybe you're on the wrong fucking bus. I'll be honest. Am I making the amount of money I want to make in voiceover right now? No, my goals are kind of lofty. My business still grows. Surefire way I'm never going to hit that is if I quit. Right. These types of businesses, very few success stories where someone comes out the gate and crushes it. And gets those big jobs immediately. It's staying the course. Continuing education. It's making yourself better. Continuing on the path that you want to be on. Or that you're working towards. Yeah. If it's selling 120 houses at $800,000 average to, to gain $3 million. Well, that's the path that you're on. And the day you quit is the day that you fail. Yeah, I think that's very true, certainly as it pertains to things that you want in life and things that you're pursuing. Some things do warrant, you know, and obviously this isn't what you're referring to, but I think that what holds a lot of people back in many ways is they pay attention to things, and I'm talking about myself as much as anybody, they pay attention to things in life that are actually distractions from that which they are pursuing. And you're avoiding the activities that would actually procure it. Because at the end of the day, if you really believe in your ability to do a great job at something and that you're going to do a better job than your competitors, then you're really disadvantaging your potential clients by not letting them know who you are. But it's hard to see it from that perspective when you are going to have to deal with more rejection than acceptance because you're being rejected by the people who aren't your future clients. Well, you're being accepted uh, uh, by the people who are your future clients. Well, you might be rejected by the people that aren't your future clients now. Today. Today. Yeah, no today is not no tomorrow. Right. You're not a loser in life right. just today. Right. I think that's a big one because if you don't quit, you don't fail. Now, it doesn't mean you won't fall, but you get back up. It's easier to be different than to be better. It's easier to be different than better. You don't necessarily have to be better than everyone else around you. But your uniqueness, your difference, gives you your own brand. 
in terms of real estate, if you're following the same rules and you're being ethical and, and all the things that you know legally you're supposed to do for your clients. Right. It was funny because when we were in real estate, when we both were working real estate together, you obviously continue to do so. Right. I have an inactive license and I'm not active at all. But when I was active, one of the things that I like to do in my guerrilla marketing was after I knocked on your door and I introduced myself because I felt like it was a better impression. It was a better impression made if I met you, even if you told me to get the fuck off your property right. and don't ever come back. Right. I would still go home and I'm not the only one, but I would handwrite you a letter. Yeah. Great to meet you. Most people don't want to handwrite letters anymore. Sure. And it was very time consuming. Yes. And it's so much easier just to send them a flyer that's been printed. The handful of agents that do that that was a way of not, besides my own style of talking and looking, right. that was a way of being somewhat different because how many times did I hear, how many people write me handwritten cards? Yeah. Almost none. I think a lot of it has to do with how you define better because in so many ways, being different makes you better. You right. know what I mean? Because you stand out, you don't look like everybody else. You actually have a better proposition or maybe you just have a different offer there's a book out right now. It's written by Alex Hermosian. It's called $100 million offers. And I'm in the middle of reading this book. And this is a brilliant guy. And what he's saying is come up with an offer that you can make to someone that they would be crazy not to accept. And then go do that as many times as you can. So come up with an offer that's better than everybody's offer, right? Let's just say, how could I come up with an offer for real estate that would be better than everybody else's offer? If I was in voiceover, I could say something like, hey, I will rip a two-minute commercial for you just so that you can see how I can represent your brand if you'll give me an opportunity to walk you through this process of what I do. How can I make someone an offer that they'd be crazy to say no to, considering that they need my service? Right, right. right. Obviously, if they don't need your service, it doesn't matter how good your offer is. Hey, dude, I'll give you a million dollars if I can sleep with your wife. (laughs) If you're selling cups (laughs) and I don't need a cup, then I don't need a cup. How can you make an offer that's so good in your industry, people would feel crazy to say no? If you can come up with that, and you can if you know your job well enough, and you go do that 50 times a day, how many people can you hit a day? With social media, the numbers get insane. Endless. Endless. And if you have a specific offer, you can target that marketing around that product. And now you're competing with everyone else in that product space. But guess what? You've got a better offer. You're going to win. I thought this one was good. Your perspective is your superpower. Mm. Because if you have a shit perspective on things, I'm always the victim. This is too hard. You are what you think. And you are the way that you see the world that could be your superpower it's almost like seeing it's like being an optimist versus being a pessimist dude absolutely man it's the truth that the glass is both half full and half empty but which way do you prefer looking at it i'm a glass is half full guy me too glass has got water that's better to me than an empty glass and bone dry right there's value in that which is in the cup 
More so than if there was nothing in it. Right. Right? As you have an empty cup, you just have something to hold something, but there's nothing in it. Exactly. It's not that a negative perspective or a pessimistic perspective is wrong. Just a way of looking at things. And it's not always right to be optimistic either. I mean, a lot of times pessimistic people avoid... You know, pain. <laughs> yeah, the pain that the optimistic people go through by getting screwed over or taken advantage of or whatever. Well, you know what but I mean? everyone's going to get screwed over, even the pessimists. At Them least are... they were expecting it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm not pessimistic. I mean, unless it's something that I can clearly see there's a problem right. or that is a ripoff. But ultimately, when I encounter people on a daily basis, yeah. I give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Where my wife, on the other hand, mm. she is more of the a little bit pessimistic sometimes. And I'm like, nah, they're not doing that. How do you know that this is that? Yeah. I give everybody the benefit of the doubt until until they do something that really sets off the alarm that I'm like, okay, well, yeah. this person you know, isn't trustworthy. You're going to have much less of an emotional response than your wife. Because I am a man. Because you're a man. Yeah. And I would say, obviously, I don't spend enough time with your wife to know if she's largely optimistic or pessimistic, but I can say that in general, women tend to look more into the details of things than I do. Right. I don't know about any other man. Right. But well, no. I come yeah. home and I got a big idea and I'm yeah. like, oh, it's going to be this <laughs> and that. And then, and she's just like, yeah, well. Uh. All throughout my life, I've been hearing about things from women that I had no idea even existed. Problems <laughs> that I had no idea. Was a problem. I didn't even know it was there at all. We should make a list. Yeah. The things I never knew about. Until I was told by, by a, a woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All growth comes through connection. Yeah. You can't do anything by yourself. It takes contacts. It takes connection through yeah. people. Right. Business, personal. I mean, everything you have to this day, everything I have in one way, shape, or form is through a connection. Yeah, I would agree with that, man. I mean, everything. Absolutely. The microphones that we're talking into right now. Absolutely. You know, we're all seeking connection in some kind of way. Right. You know, we're constantly seeking connection. That's why I go on Match.com or FarmersOnly.com. I think like my natural inclination and, and many others, I think, especially in the society where we live right now. And I think this is so important for our kids too, man, because something about our generation is just kind of starting to wake up. It seems like about awareness of the inner possibilities and the inner self and you know, you have a connection with yourself, which is actually more important than connection that you have with anyone else. And personal growth comes from a deeper connection with yourself. And really, if you want to cultivate relationships, if you want to cultivate business, if you want to cultivate health and wealth and well-being in your life, the way to do that is not through exterior things. It's an interior connection that creates space for you to grow. And by doing that, you become attractive to the people who you want to be like, i.e. who you want to attract by growing yourself personally. You know yep. what I mean? Mm -hmm. When I hear about everybody's like resolutions and I hear about all these things, 
so exterior. It's always something out here that I got to do. It's always something else I got to add to my list. You know, it's like yesterday, bro. Remember yesterday I was like out in Lake Lanier? I was sitting on the side just looking out at the water up on like a mountaintop looking at the trees. It was fucking unbelievable, dude. I was out there with my dog, took my boat out there. It was insane. And I was like, yeah, it's hard to get away. We were texting and I wasn't even talking about you at all. <laughs> But you were like, yeah, I was trying to get you to do something. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> we were like, you know, I'm just trying to disconnect. You know, people want me to do stuff. And I was like, well, yeah, I was wanting you to do stuff earlier. Exactly. But that's okay because, like, you have deliverables, you have commitments, you have relationships, you have all these things that you do need to deliver on. But it's okay to take time. But, dude, you got to take time for yourself. Like, you got to take time away from your kids, away from your husband, away from your wife. You got to have that peace you gotta have that time where you just go fucking somewhere like for me it's always the woods for some reason <laughs> you know what i'm saying but you're not skilled in shooting or shit the in the ocean, woods <laughs> you know what i mean or something like that right so important to cultivate that internal uh connection with oneself and that relationship because at the end of the day that's how you become a, a better person and that's how you stay grounded and connected and to the things that you are committed to the ego will destroy you oh yeah the ego will destroy you. The ego is that internal demon. My ego got bruised. That comment hurt my ego. Well, it's it was an interesting thing. I actually had a moment yesterday. I was sitting on the side of this mountain, and I was looking out at the water, and I was thinking about how grateful I was just to be there, you know what I mean, and how beautiful it was. Right. And I was thanking myself for making the sacrifice to do it. We needed this, you know what I'm saying? Right. Then I looked at my boat. My boat's fucking badass, right? I mean, that was on my vision board for five years. Right. It was about the boat before. It was about I had to go to the lake and run the boat because I hadn't run it in two or three weeks and stuff like that. So it's this whole boat thing. And I thought to myself, you know, it wouldn't even matter if I came here in a fucking canoe. I could still enjoy this. You could still get the same amount of internal that satisfaction I could, of i could still be having the exact same experience right right you know what i'm saying you could have been on a raft I on a, a, a fucking board yeah you, you, know? you could have been on one of those those boats where you have to use your feet yeah. and pedal well and i mean obviously the type of craft you choose determines how long it takes i could have been in a john boat right and done the exact same thing the ego is like all about the boat but the self i don't care how we get here I just want to be on this island. I just want to be on, on this mountain. I just want to see this beautiful view. I just want to breathe this clean air. Somehow the ego can can feed the self right. by getting it there yeah. in a nice boat. You know, because the thing is, would I go out there in a fucking canoe? Well, I might now. I would never have. But I've lived here for fucking 15 would years. Would you have had the time? That boat was the vessel that yeah. got you to that point quickly right. in a way where you weren't brushing off everything yeah. else that right. you are committed to in your life. I see that with my son, you know what I mean? I see that with Jack. Like, he doesn't care how nice my car is. He just wants to be with me. Like, he doesn't care what we go to do. He just wants to spend time with me, and I just want to spend time with him. Like, we don't have to do anything in particular. We could just go out in the backyard and freaking dig a hole or some shit right right and have a great time together and so a lot of things in life less ego would be better for for our important connections i like this one david beat goliath once and he can do it again mm. whatever goliath is yeah. could be addiction 
could be an enemy. Yeah. Could be your internal struggle. It could be picking up a drink. It could be picking up a cigarette. Could be not making that phone call. Whatever you see, the thing that is standing in your way, you could put a title on it as it's Goliath. You could beat the day. You could beat the year. You could beat the struggle. Right. You've done it once. And if you haven't done it once, it can be done. And then you can do it again. Yeah. And you could do it again every day. You could lose one day. But you get up and you do it again the next day and you try to take Goliath's ass down and yeah. put his ass in the ground. Absolutely, dude. However Goliath is standing in your way, you can move him out of your way. Yeah, I've thought a lot about that story, man, especially recently because Jack is in a Christian school, so I've read it to him like 50 times. You know right. what I mean? And I started down this path and I was like, you know, we're both David and Goliath. Every one of us, you mean? Yeah, every one of us is both characters in that story the metaphor would be like goliath is this big powerful david's force. a puny pussy like right. he's, he's, he's a kid he's depicted as a skinny just yeah but he's pure because he's a child right you know what i mean he's pure he's a teenager he's a shepherd he's the wimpy kid but he's yeah he is but he's the shepherd and i mean he's you know he's very unassuming but he represents the good side goliath is this big powerful scary giant Right. Who's so intimidating that you wouldn't dare get in his way. Right. Yet he represents the bad side. For David to fight Goliath or for you to stand up to Goliath, you have to stand up to Goliath as David. Face the fear. Right. When you're facing fear, you face it as David. It was a precision shot that took him out and no one even expected it. I mean, this guy didn't even have a sword. It was completely unfair, but that is the difference between light and darkness. Right. Just a little bit of light can spread and light up an entire building out of complete darkness. A candle. Right. A candle can light a massive gymnasium. Completely dark? Yeah. Light That's one you candle. Have. Yeah. We have that precision within the good side of ourselves. Right. But we allow ourselves to get beat up constantly by Goliath. Right. Because if we're being hard on ourselves or we're thinking down about ourselves. We're experiencing fear. And I, we're cowering to it. I don't know where I heard it. I think it was a motivational speaker. But I've said this to my son. I've told this story when he has been fearful of something, which I am older. I've lived life. Yeah. And a lot of times it's something that I'm like, you really don't need to be fearful of it. Right. If it's something that you need to fear, I'll right. say you probably should approach with real freaking caution. Right. Like yeah. a rattlesnake. Right. <laughs> but so it was a story I had heard about a boy. Yeah. And every day the boy gets out of school and he takes the same path home. There's a house he has to pass where this dog yeah. comes running out and the boy takes off. Yeah. This dog is running after him. Right. Chasing him. He goes and he avoids that way home week after week. It's happened a few times now. He knows if he walks past that house, that dog is coming out. Yeah. So he has altered his route and takes this long way to avoid the bully or yeah. the dog. Yeah. And then one day... He says, dude, I ain't got time for this shit. I'm just going to pass this damn house. Right. I'm not walking out of my way 45 minutes to avoid getting chased by this dog. He walks past the house and the dog comes out 
and he stands up to the dog. Yeah. He doesn't run. Basically bows up. And when he gets close to the dog, he realizes the dog doesn't have any teeth. All bark, yeah. no teeth. Right. So if you did get bit, has no teeth. Yeah. And I said, dude, the dog didn't have any teeth. Fear, it's false evidence appearing real. Yes. That's all it is. Now, there are some things that have teeth, obviously, yeah. that yeah. you probably should be fearful of. But normally it's those little things like making that phone call mm -hmm. or, you know, standing up to that bully. Right. Yeah, you might get hit. You stand your ground, chances are the bully ain't going to come back. Right. Doing the thing that you're fearful of, you know, most of the time, there's really nothing to be afraid of. You're holding yourself back more than anything else. Everything exists on the other side of the activities that you're afraid to do. It's called being brave. Yeah, courage. Courage. Yeah. Brave, brave courage. Yeah, yeah. Same, like uh, what's his name said? Churchill. Oh. Cur courage is the, the, the foundation from which all other values are built or exist because it all takes courage. And like David and Goliath, that's what David did. And so it's like there's a side of us which may appear small and weak, incapable of winning in the face of opposition or massive problems or massive side wins which happen to all of us in our lives. Death, sickness, financial troubles, these are things that we all experience. Black cloud that follows you wherever you go and just Dude, seems like everything Bad starts... relationship. Yeah. Inner demons, depression. Oh, yeah. The past, you know, anxiety, worrying about the future. Mm -hmm. All those monsters that we all carry around with us that, you know, in many cases we allow to dictate our actions. And the way we feel. And the way we feel. We have the power, we have the ability to stand up and win against those things if we're just willing to throw the, the, the stone and just to say, fuck you, and to say, no, we're not doing that today, or no, I'm not afraid, or no, I'm going to do it anyways, or no, I'm going to talk to that person, I'm going to tell them goodbye, or I'm going to leave, or I'm going to go, whatever the action is that you know you need to take, that you're afraid to take, but you know it's the right thing to do, you just got to fucking do it. And you'll win, typically, just like David did. What works for you might not work for others. Mm. Um, I think you had a good story or, or something you told me because you yeah. have a real estate coach. Yes. Um, you meet with him on uh, occasion, you know, right. you know, a couple times a year, a couple times every couple months or yeah. whatever, and you yeah. check in. I think you told me a story in, in a conversation with him where he was like, the way you operate is your own way mm -hmm. you operate That's is right. what he said to you. That's right. You don't do real estate necessarily right. like everyone else That's right. and it might be the back end stuff of how you handle your business or yeah. just the you're not going with the masses you no. you've carved your own way of the way you operate That's your right. business yeah and so what works for you might not work for others and in your life because it's right. your life while it's good i think to model yeah sometimes like business models are good they are but normally, like when a McDonald's or a Burger King, they might have a similar business model, but it's critiqued to yeah. the way they want to do business. Because they might say, hey, that operation sucks. Yeah. And we want to do it this way because it's better for us. It makes more sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, building systems and building platforms and structures 
um, is, is very important. You know, I mean, you need it in the beginning for sure, regardless of what you're doing. And as you go, you know, it kind of, hopefully you're able to emanate into your own version of kind of what you can manifest for it to be like what you want. It takes a lot of guts. I mean, you obviously have to, you honestly have to let go of business in order to gain business in this way, which is super unique to you. It takes time to make that shift. A lot of people aren't able to make that shift because they have to stick with the model and the structure. You know what I'm saying? And that's right. okay. Well, there are people that, good, are, um, that need to follow a structure. Exactly. Exactly. And really, any of us have it within us to like step outside of that. But it's scary. You know what I mean? It's really scary, but you can do it. I always try to encourage people to like think outside of the box and just get outside of the box, you know, get uncomfortable a little bit, you know, maybe do something, do something with your business, do something with your life that, that you really would love to see the result of what are the, what is the action that's going to lead to the result? You might not like the action, yeah, but you love the idea of the result, do the action anyways right. and learn how to love it. And that's a hard thing to do in business because it's tough, especially like the business that I'm in. It's very difficult. There's there's many different aspects of it. But at the end of the day, it's like be the coffee bean. You ever heard that one? No. Okay. So you've got you've got the egg, the carrot, and the coffee bean. Okay. Ooh. So the egg, the carrot, and the coffee bean. Walk so, into a store. No. You, <laughs> okay. So you take boiling water and you put an egg into it. What does it do? Um, makes a a boiled egg. It hardens. When you right? get a boiled egg. Yeah, so yeah. so you put an egg in boiling water, it hardens. What happens when you put a carrot in boiling water? It softens. It softens, exactly. So what happens when you put a coffee bean in boiling water? You get coffee. What happens when I walk outside and it's below temperature? My balls shrink. <laughs> so this is a metaphor for life. The boiling water is life. And you are either going to take the pressures of life and they're going to harden you, they're going to soften you, or you can control that environment like the coffee bean. Ah. So the point is that be the coffee bean. <laughs> be the wise coffee the bean. The coffee bean changes the water. Yes, In does. the other two cases, the water changes the egg and the water changes the carrot. Like Bruce Lee said, be like water. Nobody wants egg juice or carrot <laughs> juice. <laughs> It's a great but analogy. everyone loves coffee. Fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, because coffee comes in, it smells good, it's it no, tastes good. You drink it, it gives you the energy. It gives you and energy. It gives you the pep and the step. Makes you feel good. Be the coffee bean. Be the coffee bean. That's fucking great, dude. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> what book did you read that out of? I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. know. Again, it's just it, one of those things. I it's just, yours. I, you heard it here. I didn't make it up. I didn't make it up. But you know what? I'd never heard it. I yeah. heard it from you. That's great. Just passing knowledge on through the ManFuse platform. Well, that's right. Um, everything is just a draft. Ship it, then make it better next time. It isn't going to be perfect. That's right. Nothing is perfect. No. So... Not doing anything or not creating the draft or whatever. And draft could mean product. It could, whatever it is. Yeah. Like service. Ship it. It is. Yeah. You're better off just putting it out there. Everything is a copy of something. It's a draft. It's also a copy. Right? Right. I mean, everything's a copy of something. Right. I don't care what it is. It's been, yeah, We're all I mean, copies of one another in a, in a weird, 
matrix kind of a way. Yeah. We're all unique, but, you know, we're more the same than we are different. Let's put I mean, it that way. I mean, I would say 99% have five fingers, five toes, yeah, right. two ears, yeah, exactly. a nose, a mouth. Exactly. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, get it out there. I mean, I am 100% proponent of that. We do a lot of things in life where, you know what the primary concern is for what causes people to act or not to act? What are other people going to think? It's true. Think about that. What is just the person that's walking down the street? Sometimes we don't even know who it is that we're afraid of yet. Just what are they going to think? What are, who are the fuck are they? Is that your, your self-awareness? Some people are very self-aware, and I don't know if that's your ego that's right. thinking that, but some people are very self-aware of what they think right. other people are going to think that's right. about their actions, but sometimes they are really not self-aware right. by how they act yeah. in front of people or what they say yeah. on some level. And I think some people... I love that. I like it when people just run with it. Just be who the fuck you are. Just roll with it. That's the draft mentality. But perfection is like, you don't let anyone know who you are because you're afraid if you bring your true self out that you're going to be ostracized or that people are going to not some, like it, not like it or not like you or whatever. Talk, about, so, talk about you behind your back. You just got to be authentic, man. Being authentic. It's th- owning who you are. Yeah, it's just owning your space, dude. It's owning your space and being comfortable in yourself. Yeah. And being secure enough to be like, this is who I am. Right. This is this is what I do. Be a draft. Don't be a copy. <laughs> yeah. Be a draft. <laughs> be the draft. Be the draft. The only immutable roadblocks are internal. And even those can be worked through. Oh, man. If something's stopping you, chances are it's yourself that's stopping you, right? Oh, God, dude. There's just such a vast universe inside that we really are only required in regular society. I don't care how wealthy you become. You're only utilizing the tip of the iceberg of what exists within you that only you can explore. You know, there's two worlds. There's the external world. There's the external universe. And then there's the internal. And it's hard to say which one is more vast, honestly. For the mind, the internal is much more vast. Everything's internal. I mean, you internalize everything. What someone says to you, someone's vibe. Yeah. I mean, how does that make you feel? You right. And that's all internal. And sometimes the actions from your reaction to that is on the external, but it's yeah. all coming from within. I can speak for myself. Going through life, sometimes it's difficult to look within. Sometimes it's difficult to demand that peace from yourself where you take time to meditate and focus you know i did a meditation session with west he does one every friday and he invited me to come on with him how and do it, you come on with him oh i just joined the call like he has a, a, a meditation coach oh that coaches him through an, a phone meditation oh it was beautiful it was like he, breathing and does he does he talk in a really low voice he like does this? dude he did a really good job guys matter of fact he'd be a good guy to have on here guys to talk about game. meditation and the importance is there of it. is there a light music in the background no but i'm telling you it was a journey it was like an hour and i was in my car and it felt like 15 minutes really yeah i was i parked at the park chilling in my car exploring the internal space and that's so important man it's so important cold yeah. therapy that's internal work. You can't go anywhere else but internal to get in the cold water, bro. That's why most people can't do it because they can't refocus their attention 
to the internal space that says, hey, it's cold out there on my skin, but it's okay because I'm going to adjust my temperature of the body to keep myself warm. And our body automatically does that. You know what I'm saying? If you're just in touch with how it feels on your skin, bro, you're going to be jumping out of that damn water so fast. Well, Ben, I think it's time once again <laughs> to take a moment to breathe <sighs> with your balls. <laughs> We brought up meditation, <laughs> and now I can do nothing else but think about settling in to breathing with my balls. That feels good. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Was this how the session went with you and West? Was it? Similar. Similar. <laughs> I want you to close your eyes and picture you breathing with your balls. <laughs> air going in and out like your balls had nostrils <laughs> that is so creepy can you just picture like like uh. the wisps of air going that's right that's <laughs> not snot Oh my god. That's not snot. <laughs> We've done this on the Man oh Fuse god. podcast once or twice. And you should check that episode out. It's called Breathing with Your Balls. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what a detour. Yeah, but dude, I had to. You brought up the meditation section and I'm like, that's great. Talk about going internal. Yeah. How was that for internal? Do you feel more relaxed now, Ben? It was, I felt something deep, deep down inside. <laughs> I think you derailed me when you said, I chew. That's not snot. That's called improv. That was beautiful. Well, I think we should ask the audience, Kaylee, does the audience think that we should go to the local comedy club and do bits? That would be a good one. If you want to answer that question, join the Manfuse podcast by hitting us up at manfuse.com or you can text or leave us a voicemail at 770-744-5227. Let us know. That's a good question, Ben. I know you have you have brought that up now. This is multiple times and this is an example of an idea where I don't like the idea of the action that's going to be required to get to the result. However, I think we crush it. And so that would be awesome. Crushing it would be fucking amazing. But it's going to suck. Right. Because stand-up is so hard. We're going to bomb. We're going to bomb. Maybe. Well, I mean, even if we bomb, it would be funny. But I'm just saying, like, stand-up's tough, dude. I've done it before. You know what I mean? Right. And But I, I'm, I'm telling you, it would be a way to spread the man-fused love like no other way It'd be powerful, man. Man-fused love. Well, let us know. Powerful. I mean, that could be something in the future, near future, that we might open mic nights. Dude, do you, does anyone out there know an open mic night? Yeah, Google. That, that Kaylee <laughs> and Ben H should roll up to? Make that recommendation. Please do. We'll dare ourselves. <laughs> we'll, we'll double dog dare ourselves. Yeah. Get back on track. We only back have a few more. Back to the list. There's no competition when you create the show or the product or the service only you can create. 
there's room in every marketplace. Yes. It doesn't matter how overcrowded it is. Right. You just got to put yourself out there. I mean, when I was in the army back in the day, I had some boys. We lived in Germany, right? And so we'd roll around together and go to bars and stuff like that. Now, I'm not talking about my main crew, but a lot of the guys, like my main crew are all hitters. A lot of the dudes from the barracks, you know what I'm saying? We'd all be out together. And these guys are so scared to talk to girls. And these are good looking, fit guys. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, dude, just go talk to her. I dare them. I'd say, you go introduce yourself to 20 girls. Dude, by the time they introduced themselves to 20 girls, if they even got to 20, they're either dancing or having drinks with a girl or whatever. Or making bad decisions uh, and yeah. walking out of that one night stand. Yeah, yeah we're having, we're, I mean, you know, we're in our 20s, we're in Germany, we're doing our thing, bro. Get wet. Stand there on the wall, just go talk to people. <laughs> You're going to stand there on the wall? Think of how many people there are to talk to. Yeah. There's so many people to talk to. Well, to an introvert, that is like the most uncomfortable thing. Indeed it is. And nonetheless, it's an action item. All this stuff is soft. All this fucking defining who the fuck you are and all this shit. All right, fine, I get it. But it's fucking soft, dude, because it gets in the way of action. You know what I'm saying? Right. Action is action. I love an introverted person that'll come up to me and introduce themselves. I, can, I know you're introverted. I can tell. You can tell how uncomfortable okay, but, you are in this moment. And <laughs> therefore, I appreciate it even more that you're putting yourself out there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anything you want to do, any idea you've got, there's only 2,000 introductions standing in between you and everything you want in life. Let's say anything you want in life. I would propose that you can get anything you want on this earth within 2,000 introductions of the idea to 2,000 unique, individual, different people. I do 2,000 in like two or three months, dude. You do 2,001 shot on a stage or yeah. on social media. Right. But I'm just saying a direct, hi, how are you, on the telephone or in person, times 2,000, nothing you can't do. I don't care what it is. Right. Well, they say you're only you're only six people from anybody you ever want to meet. Yeah. You yeah. know somebody that six knows degrees. somebody six degrees from That's right. talking anybody to- on the world. Yeah. Anyone on the planet. To talking to Warren Buffett. You know, Warren Buffett actually said something very interesting. He said, I've got billions and billions, I think $88 billion is what he's worth. And he's like, you know, but most of that's tied up in like a Berkshire Hathaway stock or something like that. He's like, I could be completely happy, certainly with $100,000 a year. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, for example, you know, I, I like to eat Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen's not better for me than it is for anyone else. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I just like it. I just like it. It's Dairy Queen. It tastes the same to me as it does to you. I can't enjoy sleep any more than anyone else. No. There's a high quality of life. Well, there's a higher end to some of the products he might use, but you know, but he's got a very um, unassuming house. Oh, yeah. He he's lives in not, the same house for 50 years. Or he's not that. flashy. Yeah. I'm sure it's a nice house, but it's not yeah. like a, the a estate that you would picture him in no he lives in a suburb dude you know what i mean like, yeah. it's fine it's normal house right normal neighborhood he just makes billion dollar deals and billion dollar he just buys goes to work and does billion dollar deals and comes home yeah drives an old car eats at mcdonald's drinks coke enjoys a dairy queen for dessert likes his dairy queen ice cream <laughs> <laughs> owns dairy queen uh, yeah yeah owns stock and what owns he enjoys dairy queen but that's he owns it because he likes the ice cream so much does he own it yeah oh okay well berkshire hathaway Right. Owns it or, yeah, I think a they big, own it. A big yeah, part I think of they it. they own it. I wonder if he gets free ice cream. 
But he wouldn't take it. He'd buy it. Why, I mean, why would he not? You know, the guy walks around with three or 400 bucks cash in his pocket, and that's what he spends. He doesn't even use credit cards. That's a mindset thing, though. It's this whole idea that we're all just people, man. Okay, thanks for listening to the ManFuse podcast. We greatly appreciate your time. If you would do us a big favor, if you like the show, share the show. You can join us by hitting us up at manfuse.com, text, or leave a voice message at 770-744-5227, and check out our ManFused gear. You can access that link in the episode description, and we are available on all podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. We're there.